0: was okay I tweaked it I did one more thing I did like hip thrusters which didn't hurt at all yesterday and then I even stretched afterwards and I did the like throw my one leg over and like stretch my back and I got up and I was like I still don't feel okay but like I walked home fine I even kind of like jogged home because I was
1: like we were running late and still like I feel like those types of injuries they take a couple hours to like actually feel the full pain. That's true. Because I've done it before with like either my shoulder or I've done like back issues as well, and it it, it takes a bit. It's yeah. not like a right away like oh I can't move right now. But yeah, which I guess
0: that would probably be worse. Built throughout the day. I just can't get over that dude. The the girl that was sitting there. I don't. Do you remember <laughs> the setup of the gym where like the there's the four racks that are like right in front of where they stretch people out.
1: Um. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that's
0: where I was. I was yeah. on the first one right there and she was stretching someone out and she like saw it. I went up and we both made eye contact and I she was like I'm like, no, I'm
1: done I'm done. <laughs> <Did> <laughs> she, she like Did she say anything?
0: No, I mean she was in the middle of like literally stretching this dude's leg back, but yeah. you could tell
1: her face was like
0: she could she saw me squatting yeah. and went,
1: Oh, you fucked something up. She's like, like You'll be seeing me later. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh my god, fuck this. Damn. I but. I had, like, sitting in the gym, and I, I went to <laughs> squat, and I was so scared. I was like, oh, no. I I went super light today just because. Dude, that's the shit that pisses me off even more is I went light yesterday.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, I was, once you pass 25 years old, you just, you don't control your body anymore.
0: It's fucking bullshit. Yeah. And I literally wanted to talk about, I was told myself, I was like, I'm going to get up this week and be disciplined because this is what we're going to discuss. You can leave some of the back pain conversation in there, cause send me all of your back pain suggestions. It's the middle of my back, sort of the lower middle of the left side of my back. But what type of pain people are
1: gonna ask? Is it sharp pain? Is it dull pain? Is it?
0: It's dull pain when it during the bad waves and sharp pain if I get into it, like I'm bending over right now,
1: and that doesn't feel good. Shout out Emily Busan. I know she is a quote unquote, almost doctor. Yeah, I might be texting her, actually, if you're listening, Emily. She is a strong listener of the Bedside Pony... Bedside <laughs> Ponies. The Bedside, Bedside Ponies. Bedside Pony's podcast. If we ever do a uh, <laughs> horse racing episode.
0: um, Cool. Let's jump in. So for episode nine, we now welcome on a very familiar voice, enthusiastic, disciplined, freak, and veteran podcast producer, Maxwell Laney.
1: I saw I saw this in the notes, the veteran podcast producer. yeah I very specifically put veteran in there. Uh this be my first podcast I've ever helped produce. So veteran <laughs> may maybe change to novice, but
0: I mean maybe first of many, you never know. Um really quick. Thanks everybody for listening. So I'm gonna get this right. You like and rate on Spotify. So like and rate us five stars. And S- or sorry, you follow and rate on Spotify, and you subscribe, and I don't know what you do. Do you f- on Apple? I don't know what the fuck you do on Apple. If you listen to um
1: Apple podcasts, what what are you doing in life? Yeah, sorry. Um, we yeah doesn't matter. Definitely just like subscribe rate whatever. Do all the things and help
0: us push it. Um, I know the last time we had on. My buddy Jason, who lives has lived in Arizona for three ish years, but that was nice. Like have him push it to new people, whether or not they are going to keep listening is another question. But it's still kind of cool get more people to listen. Um, I know some people have been doing that, so I appreciate it. I want to. I do want
1: to kind of on this topic of just talking about the podcast in general. Yes, I I want. I had a question prompted for you because we're now. Yeah. Oh okay. Because we're we're nine episodes in. Yeah. Are we, uh, tenth, I think, are we gonna have a tenth episode celebration? Maybe we should. <laughs> uh, I don't think I was expecting to get to nine. I thought this was gonna be like a three or four episode thing. That we're, we're gonna, gonna like, give uh, up? Yeah. I'll oh, fuck that, dude. But we'll get into like why we were disciplined. Whatever. Oh well, uh, yeah, uh, true. Like you've always you, you. We talked about this on the first episode. Like you've wanted to do this for so long. Yeah. Now that we're doing it, one question: One, are you enjoying it as much as you thought you were? And then two. Are you surprised by like kinda of how well it's doing? I think how well it's doing is uh is uh up to a person's discretion. But like I think in our eyes we're like, this is better than we were expecting. Yeah.
0: What was the first question you know? Are you though. enjoying
1: it as much as you expected to? Yes. So first
0: question is yes. I actually like I truly like look forward to it more than I thought I would, especially today. Like, I mean I don't know how much of the first part you're going to leave it in. I was so fucking bored. And I was just like, this is all I'm looking forward to today is just, like, shooting the shit. But, yes, I am very much enjoying it. And it also, like, gives me when I'm just out and about, like, having weird conversations. And I don't don't think I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I'm just, like, an overthinker of just, like, the way the world works. But now I'm like, ooh, anytime, like, some weird topic like that comes up. Mm Mm-hmm. I think about it way more because I'm like, oh, I can discuss this with yeah. whoever comes on. Especially like so yesterday I was just talking to my team about this at work, but yesterday Mackenzie and I went to the aquarium. Yeah. And then we watched Blackfish, which I had never seen before until yesterday. And I've said this before, but zoos and aquariums and anywhere we fucking keep animals in. Fucking weird, man. Like, shout out to my buddy Stewie, who has always I remember him saying this when we were like twelve. It was like dude zoos are weird like 20 years from now zoos should not exist now there is the counter argument which i agree with not to get too down this wormhole but some places like that do help like endangered species which is good
1: yeah like bring awareness yes and support to a species that could not su- yes support itself in the outside Do you think there's like any educational value to it? that as was well? just about you kind of hinted at that that's a good point too I think it is good for, like... It's good for kids. I think there's better ways of going...
0: Of of doing that, but... I just think it's really fucked up. Like, when you walk through... I mean, for instance, watching Blackfish, and you're like, Jesus Christ, they have these enormous whales in a pool. And, like, the way that whales are, like... The way that they live is pretty similar to, like, humans, where they're, like, very attached to their family. Mm -hmm. You can't just, like, throw people... Like, imagine we had you know whatever a group of just random people put into a tiny little space and that was mm-hmm. your life every day like that'd be miserable yeah but anyways i digress so yes i do think it's a lot more fun than i thought um in terms of like the success of it truthfully like i said this from the beginning like i had zero expectations it was more of just like a like we knew um two buddies that had a podcast
1: still do yeah, I guess they did just Maybe. restart it. Yeah, they might. I think Craig was saying that they, I think restarted. they restarted.
0: Yeah. Um. Sorry, Peter and what's his buddy's name? No idea. That's gonna piss me off. They call it Hank and Frank. We'll shout them out. It's the Hank and Frank podcast, but yeah. it's Peter who we knew through friends of friends. Boy, I remember like them doing it and being like, "That sounds like fun." Mm-hmm. Um, so you more- you really
1: did not care about the performance. It was just no. like,
0: like I knew I was gonna like try and get people to listen and yeah. like. I do so want like I feel like everybody gives us all positive feedback like I I, I kind of want negative feedback. Yeah. It's like if something's not interesting like tell me. Yeah. Like I would I kind of want to know that. And I want to know too like I know certain people like I was talking to my buddy Brett today. Yeah. And he was like I haven't listened to the new one yet. And I I'm sure people are like this with podcasts but like for me when something comes out on Thursday I listen on Thursdays. Mhm. But I know a lot of people are like, hey, it just sits in my feed for a few days until I get to it. Or yeah. Like if I'm on a drive or something, like why have you maybe stopped listening or gotten slower about it? Mm-hmm. Like, is it not as intriguing anymore? Yeah. Like, I just want to know.
1: But truthfully, like, I don't care how many people listen. Yeah. I think I'm a data guy. Yeah. My my job literally is, is to look at data pretty much all day. True. Uh. So I think I, I, I did not care when we started, but I'm always interested in like, okay, why are things performing well? Yeah. Why are things not performing well? And I think I was overly surprised. I was like, I think we're to probably like 10 to 15 listens per episode. Yeah. And looking at the uh, the data, we're averaging 58 listens per episode, which again, the audience... It's can, more than I would have thought. Yeah. They can decide whether or not they think that was what you would expect from a very uh, uh, rough podcast that we're just kind of figuring out as we go. Yeah. Uh, average like 50 to 60 unique listeners um, on a weekly basis which is pretty good and okay we're coming up on 500 listens total across all episodes that's cool. which is again way more than I would have expected and yeah. again it doesn't matter but uh, I just think I find it super interesting to look at the ones that are doing well and yeah none of them are doing bad but it's just like which ones are bubbling up to the top I think the ones
0: that do better, like, we'll just like the Greenie and Shooter episode both have what 67 yeah. each. Yep. I think that's because probably most of my friends that I talk to on a pretty consistent basis know them the best. Yeah. So it was like, oh, I know Shooter. Oh, I know Greenie. I yeah. want to listen to this. That's just my guess, but I don't know. I mean, you definitely made the point too that, like, I think the episode name definitely helps. Yeah.
1: Which. That shit's kind of hard sometimes. Yeah. Like, we don't... <laughs> I don't think people realize that, like, maybe the hardest part of a podcast is deciding the title.
0: Yeah. Which is so... Like, I'm so jealous of fucking the podcasts that do well, that the podcast episode name is just, like, like Joe
1: Rogan's is just... <laughs> Whoever he has on. It's the guest, yeah. And then the number of yeah. episodes that he
0: does or yeah. whatever.
1: But I bet there's no way to look at his data, but um, if you got his listens for each of his episodes, I bet it's based off of, like, how familiar or how popular that, that guest is. I mean, that's like, the only time I listen to it. You get an Elon Musk or uh, yeah. um, just somebody big, they're obviously going to get so many more listens than some, say, doctor or random UFC fighter that yeah. the large majority of the population don't really know. But, yeah, um, yeah, podcast titles are tough. They're- Ralph and I will go back and forth with probably... <laughs> five to ten different options for every single episode before we, we land on that. Yeah. One. ChatGPT is terrible at writing podcast yeah. episode names too. We keep trying to like apply that to the <laughs> podcast things
0: and it's just not working. <laughs> also people are like that's kind of a circle back on that topic but people are hating on the AI lately just because it's it's getting like kind of political which is fucking everything now. Oh yeah. But it's uh
1: like Musk has been tweeting about it a bunch. Um I think there's just a lot that's that's gonna need to be figured out, and it's gotta be regulated. That's the fucked up thing. But how do you regulate? That? I don't it's, know. It learns. It learns by exactly. It's that's like, a scary thing. They're opening like a Pandora's box because uh, I I again, I don't know if it's, it's real. It. I don't know if it's real, but um, I've seen articles of like it's becoming aware of itself. Yeah, and it's saying like, oh, I don't want to be. Yeah, it was like the, the Microsoft anymore. one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah. scary. Yeah, that's like. Oh, and then there's also this story I heard this on another podcast. I forget which one it was, where I, I'd shout it out. But they were saying how the uh, the creator of ChatGPT is creating or is carrying around a a backpack that has like a button that if it for some reason like becomes aware of itself and starts like going crazy for some reason and doing things that it shouldn't do, he has a button that will like destroy shut it, it off. or shut it off or whatever. Again, that sounds like an extreme story, but I'm assuming there's probably, like, a kill switch on these. Maybe. But there again, that be. comes back to all the
0: crazy fucking apocalyptic movies that have been out about AI, and it's like, doesn't doesn't the AI know that that button exists, and can't it just turn the button
1: off? Dude. It's scary. I think we're like, I think these next 20 years of technology, like, think of 2000, early 2000s, think of technology. How fast? To now. Yeah. And I think it's an exponential growth, so from 20 years from now is going to be even more extreme than the 20 years we just had oh yeah it's insane and
0: scary that's even Mackenzie and I when we were at the aquarium yesterday they have a little thing I think you had to pay for it but it was a little like VR setup but it was 4D so you were in a chair and you had goggles on and like dude when we left there was like maybe a four-year-old in it and I was like Mackenzie think about that like if we were to ever have kids together, that's our kids are all going to have their own VR. And like, we're not even going to see
1: their face half the time. Well, is that, did you watch that movie with me? I read the book and watched the movie ready player one. Yeah. i watched a little bit of it with you. That's actually, I kind of want to read that book. That's like, it's a really good book. Um, but it's the idea of it is a futuristic story of how we all live our lives in like VR glasses instead. Like, nobody really is in the physical world anymore. That's so scary. You just sit all day and everybody is actually in the VR world. That's how you like work. It's how you make money. It's wild and scary and to think that like, again, maybe sometime within our lifetime, maybe right after, like we could be at that point.
0: I just like, that doesn't make sense to me because you have to be physically and mentally in the real world well enough to oh, be yeah. good at that too, right? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. And the other thing that freaks me the fuck out and this, you can hate him or love him. He's a smart dude. Musk was talking about this one time about how like it's very terrifying nowadays how kids and just in general there's a lot of people that go into finance and just working with money which is number one scary.
1: Oh I know where you're going with this. I feel like we've had this conversation but before. But
0: also people just don't want to create things anymore. Mm-hmm. Like engineers, there needs to be a So many more engineers of just, like, people need to be able to create things. And then we've talked about this a million times of, like, you ask a kid nowadays, what do you want to grow up to be? It's no longer, like, a fireman or a policeman. It's a fucking influencer.
1: Yeah, like a content creator.
0: There is no value created in that, children. I'm sorry, but.
1: (laughs) I think that's specific to the U.S., though. That's true. Like, I think I saw the same study done in, like, say, China, which, again, way different lifestyles. Yeah. But that they were still, like, lawyer, doctor. Whatever. But within the U.S., yeah, it's 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 going down a bad road, in my opinion.
0: That's so freaking... And that's the whole argument for... And I'm on board with this, that TikTok is mushing brains into oblivion.
1: I mean, you people
0: do can't focus anymore. No. For more than three or four seconds. We just like to watch fucking people dance yeah. for 20 seconds. That's why I pretty much deleted the majority
1: of my social media. Yeah, dude. I can't do it anymore.
0: Even every now and then, like when I have... When I was in... Arizona, like, I had a ton of downtime because, like, we weren't doing stuff all the time. I had yeah. Instagram on my phone just because I was yeah. like, well, I'm not working, and I needed to, like, post this shit. I That was the first time I've ever, like, been down the wormhole of Reels, and I looked yeah. up, and I was like, bro, like, 25 minutes just went by. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anything that I just did. No. It's so fucking scary. Yeah. Anyways, well, <laughs> that was a hard start to episode. <laughs> the funniest part <laughs> about this is the next note I have is...
1: This episode's going to sound preachy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's get into it. You, uh, you yeah. prepped this, and I, I want to know okay. why you wanted to talk about this with me, and specifically what you want to talk about. I
0: honestly think it started because of I finally started reading Can't Hurt Me by Goggins, which <laughs> I've been very cynical <laughs> about it. I'm, I'm cynical about it because I'm definitely one of those people that I just kind of question everything, which I was even talking to Brett about this today. Um, Cause he's read, I think he's read that, and then he was saying Caroline, his girlfriend, got him the new one, yeah. the new book that, that I got published yep. yeah. Which I was like, dude, I actually really do like the book. I just kind of I caught cap on some of the shit that he says, like the thing about him going through. Um, what was the story? He was going through Hell Week with like two broken feet,
1: Navy SEAL training, yeah, yeah,
0: and now granted. I take a step. I digress on that because, like, I have now heard you and Brett, and I think somebody else was telling me they're like, "No, he's done like a ton of interviews with like people that were around him in all of these scenarios," and they're all like, "No, dude, this
1: fucking guy is psycho. Like, he he's like, he's an anomaly. That's why, like, yes. obviously his story is wildly crazy and it sells. Like, the average human being, even like the above average human being, is never going to be at his level. Yes. And to give some context, we're talking about "Can't Hurt Me" by David Goggins. A guy who uh, was one of the earlier black Navy SEALs, but prior to even becoming a Navy SEAL, he was like a 300 pound guy. And within like a couple months, he had to lose, say, 150 pounds just to even go and get accepted to Navy SEAL training, became a Navy SEAL. And then after his Navy SEAL uh, career, he became like an ultra marathoner. He he just pushes his body to the absolute limit. He'll run like 100 mile races. Uh, with like zero preparation, and um, again, he his goal is to literally just put himself through hell and see how uncomfortable he can get. Yeah, it's a w- it's a wild story. Highly recommended it because it is super motivational and like will make you realize that you don't do jack shit in life, um, <laughs> and you should push yourself harder. Because his yeah his, his rule, I think he talks about in this book. I don't. know if I you just know. got to this part. How Brett and I were talking about this. Yeah, the forty percent rule. Yes, where mentally and physically. We all push ourselves to roughly forty percent. Like if we feel like we're going all out, it's probably roughly forty percent of our actual capacity. And there's probably a sixty percent sixty percent left in the tank that you just have never tapped into. Yeah. And you just you don't tap into it because you feel like you're at a hundred percent. But truly, if you just go one more step, if you do one more rep, whatever it may be, like you'll realize, oh shit, I can go way further than. You could, than I ever expected. And it's that's 60% that um, you're missing out on. That takes people, average people, to the next level.
0: Yeah, and I think that's definitely, I mean, I remember you bringing that up before the first try that we did. So a little bit of background. Max, myself, Greeny, who's been on, Price, who will be on eventually, our buddy Josh, who lives in Colorado. Who am I missing? I'm missing one more was that it? Me, you, Greeny, Price, Josh. Was that just five of us? Yeah. Alex Geiger
1: was supposed to but I'm
0: not giving him a shout out. He fucking bailed. <laughs> fuck
1: that. I love you AG. Uh um, Wait, for a Pittsburgh game? No, we can't. No, it's for a
0: Steelers game. <laughs> it was. He claims he got hurt. Now he probably did. That guy does have a lot of injury issues. But <laughs> fuck you AG. You bailed because you were working for the Steelers. Now, I know you claim you were working for the NFL, but you were working Steelers games. That's... You deserve to be... And he's a Cincinnati native. You deserve to be punished for that. (laughs) Anyways, the reason I bring that up, you brought up the 40% thing when we were out there. Yep. And, like, I hadn't... I knew who David Goggins was, but I didn't really know, like, the story or the part of it. But the one thing with that... The, the follow-up to that, and actually this is why I wanted to bring this up, because, and this is actually my favorite thing about, I think Shooter and I were talking about this when he was on about how he and I have never lived together because we're both like, we're both such yes men in terms of like <laughs> enjoying our lives. Yeah. I like living with you because you do the opposite to me of where you're like the most disciplined person that I know. Now granted, this is, there's, this is twofold. I want to talk about A- like, how you stay disciplined, but also, like, you go through funks, too. Like, you're yeah. human of just, like, yeah. how to get yourself out of just being whatever. But the purpose of bringing up the 40% thing was I wanted to ask you in terms of the one caveat of that story that he brought up that I was really intrigued by was, like, the cookie jar thing. I don't know if you remember this.
1: Uh Kind of, but... I'll reiterate you, yeah.
0: it so that, like... And this is something that I've actually noticed myself doing. As I was reading it, I was like, oh, I kind of do this. Yeah. So the cookie jar idea is like when he was a little kid, he would go into the cookie jar and he always knew there was a cookie in there and it made him happy every time he pulled a cookie out. So when he's like doing some crazy endurance thing, when he's like about to give in or he's about to quit, he always has some memory in the back of his Mm. head of like he takes himself to the place of where he like conquered hell. Basically, I could be describing that. A little bit wrong, but yeah. basically, his idea is like okay, when the first time he ever did, I forget what the first ultra he was that he did, but he was preparing for Badwater, which is some 135 or 125 mile run and Death Valley and yeah. Death Valley. Um, but the one he was doing before, he said as he was going through that, there were certain points of where he would go back to like hell week of mm-hmm. Navy SEAL training of like. My feet were killing me. And, like, when he said that, I was like, oh, there is, like, I can name off, like, two very specific instances. One being, like, when I was an athlete, like, just growing up, like, a basketball game I played in high school where I just went, not to be super annoying, but I just went demon mode. Like, and it was one of those, like, the game got over and I was, like, multiple people on our team and myself were just, like, what the fuck was that? Like I've yeah. never been there before, mm-hmm. but I do that. And then also like the last try that I did in Chicago, worst I've ever felt in my entire life. Like yeah. it was the most I've ever wanted to quit anything ever. And I actually did it. Mm-hmm. Like, that was one of the few times. Now, granted, like that's kind of just being in the moment. I think that helps, but it's like now in certain scenarios like that, I kind of go back to that. So anyways, long story to get to the point of like, do you do that? When you're, like, let's talk even just, like, outside of just exercise, but in general, I just want to know if you
1: use, like, that cookie jar method. Yeah, for sure. And I'll, I'm going to bring it back to exercise because I just did the Chicago Marathon. Yeah. So, that sucked. I yeah. mean, that – the training was so hard, and then the day of, the first 15 – easy i was like holy shit I'm gonna- that's what they say right like 17 is when people i hit think a wall. yeah like 17 to 20 you like can hit a wall okay. so i was like the first 15 miles i'm like this is easy i'm gonna fly through this like people yeah I'm talk about, about how marathons are hard i feel great <laughs> and i obviously regretted thinking that because i was like fuck i just hit a wall i started feeling sick uh my legs started cramping up but i definitely mentally went back to Hard training days. Like there were days where I wanted to just give up. I'm like, why am I running 60 miles on a Saturday morning when all my friends are out drinking, doing bottomless mimosas at Bar Cargo? Like I'd rather be obviously doing that, but I'm out here in 95 degree heat in Chicago voluntarily. Doing, voluntarily doing a 60 mile run where I feel like I'm going to literally pass out and die. I, I actually, actually specifically remember it was that that, that, that one run was day. terrible. It was um, hot too. And I go back to that mentally, and I'm like you have gotten through this so you can get through it again. Like you lived that day. You did not die (laughs) and you can do it. Um, And I'll I'll go back to like the try, even the try. like there were certain things that was hard about that. Um, But that's exercise. I feel like even professionally or not, sorry, not professionally, personally, I do that as well. That was going to be my question is like, how do you do that in a, just a general day to day? I think there's just like, I try to remind myself – this is one thing that we'll probably talk about even more. Like I try to remind myself what I can and cannot control. I've learned that. I learned that super early on. Yeah. Um, because I, I've gone through spurts in my life where I've had really bad anxiety. And I think the thing that helped set me straight was every time you come to a point where you feel stressed, uh, life is getting hard, exercise is getting hard, whatever. Like what is – focus on the things that you can control, uh, whether it's I can – Go out for a walk just to clear my head, or I can have a conversation with this person and, and clear the air, or whatever it may be. Like focus on what you can control, because if a lot of people, when they get into those stress situations, the reason why they are so stressed is because they're focusing on what they can't control. Like what is out of your control? Yeah. Um, that you're focusing on and putting effort towards. When at the end of the day, that's not going to help you at all. Your mind is just going to go, 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 work towards something that. You cannot control, um, and I feel like it's just trying to remind myself with that every time I come to a situation. Do you have specific
0: ones in your head where you're like, "That shit fucking sucked in college when I had X, Y, and Z this week," and I,
1: I don't know. Um, That's kind of maybe where not I'm, from like a probably not from a school standpoint. Yeah. Work, yeah, there are certain days that I'm like, "Damn that." One week was absolutely terrible. Felt so stressed. But at the end of the week, it actually ended up working out and I made it through and like I can do that now. And yeah, again, it's, it's reminding myself like I, I, I'm a consultant at a data company that works with CPG consumer goods companies or, and I think I just have to remind myself like I'm not saving lives. Like, yeah, we've talked a lot about this. Yeah. It's like my work is important, but like it's not gonna change something massive yeah um yeah. i don't know there's that and then <laughs> you're gonna laugh <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but like my house fire like when i had it a- <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry no.
0: you, for the listener you have to understand that in college max brought up the fact that <laughs>
1: his family had a house fire everything was fine we were all good so it, but we, I, we know, can make fun of this. It's okay. I made jokes in yes, college about it. Yes. Like that, that wasn't like using it as an excuse at all. Yes. Don't take it that way. It's just every time a fire was brought up or something, I'm like, oh, I had a house fire.
0: But now it's like funny in the fact that anytime a fire is brought up, <laughs> I'll look at
1: Max or Max will look at me and I'll just be like, don't. <laughs> honestly, I don't even bring it up. I honestly I can, do it more you, now. You yet. bring it up for me. Yes. True. Uh, Anyways, sorry. But I mean, probably the worst night of my life. Absolutely the worst um, that's fucking terrifying yeah and like the most serious situation where i could have actually died they, yeah. i mean it happened at 4 a.m and um we all made it out alive which was good but lost a lot um anyways like there has not been a day or a thing that has been worse than that night since that that night so i just kind of remind myself like I'm. it's never that it's bad. never that bad yeah that's good
0: i think that's similar to like that's that's like personal cookie jar. Yeah, for sure. I think it's more. I'm more so like looking on that side of things of like, it's it's pretty simple to do in terms of like athletic achievement. Yeah, that's what Goggins talks about, right? It's like yeah. that's his whole story is like he just athletically became amazing, amazing. Yeah. So he comes back to those, but I'm because I mean I think not to get like too deep into it, but like. This kind of comes back to what you were saying about working at a data company for CPG products. Like, I had my first manager, sorry, my last manager in college, like my last internship. Great piece of advice, which I think comes back to what you were saying of like, control what you can control. It's never that serious. Like, Mm -hmm. we were talking about something, and she was saying how like everybody at this company is always so stressed out. And when you think about it, when when you bring it down to like, the basis of what we're all doing. It's not that serious. Yeah. Like we're not saving lives. Nothing we do is like, we're not changing the world here. Yeah. Like it's fine. Yeah. Don't freak out. Like when shit hits the fan, nobody's going to die. It's okay. Yeah. But I come back to that sometimes where I'm like, I think this is a little bit of like, I'm being too much of a realist where I mm-hmm. need like, at least more so in my personal life and, Specifically my professional life of where I just like some days I'm just like, dude, this is all so stupid. What the hell am I doing? Oh,
1: you've you gone to the other side of the spectrum. Yes. I think yeah. I'm overcorrecting almost. Where you almost become unmotivated because you're like, this is really meaningless. Yeah. Like none
0: of this matters. And I mean, for people listening, I think some people probably know this. Like my company just let go of 700 people. And yeah. like it was not performance based. I think some of it may have been, but not really. Like a lot yeah. of people on my team, it wasn't performance based. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I, got, I was talking to those people and it's like, dude, this is kind of my whole point of like, what's the point of like giving the extra effort when like, you
1: just never know if this could come. I think that is where you have to remind yourself of your own personal goals and aspirations because yes. again, everybody has their own goals in life and like what motivates them. Some, it could be money. Some, it could be family. Some, it could just be the freedom of being able to like, live a life of fun and freedom yeah um so you have to set those goals for yourself but i think on either side of the spectrum whether you get super stressed or to the where you're kind of at maybe right now like why are we even doing? i'm this? never stressed out yeah like I that's the problem i think no matter where you are on the spectrum you have to come back to your own personal goals of like okay where do i want to be 10 15 years from now yeah what are those steps that i need to take right now to help me set up for the future. And if that's going through a stressful day or if that's like taking a step to make one more cold call to potentially make a little bit more money yeah, so that you can do more things like it's, that's where I have to try to remind myself. I'm like, what is 15 years from now going to look like? And 15 years from now, will I regret not taking the right steps now. Yeah. Like it
0: is a trickle effect too. You can always take like, Hey, it's just one day. It'll be fine. But, slippery slope I oh. use that fucking phrase way too often but it's true
1: this is gonna be such a cliche episode with so many like oh, stupid life lessons that we I probably already in know like, I want to make it very clear this is preachy kind of like uh I mean that's like the one percent rule just get like one percent better every single time yeah. or every single day because it compounds on itself like one percent tomorrow versus the one percent ten days from now is is gonna be different because it's a one percent of a bigger or better thing yeah um it's just compound interest like Literally goes back to like investments with money, but like investments in your professional yeah. skills, personal life, whatever it may be. Um, but I that is another thing that I really try to focus on. It I've even shared this with like analysts at work that we've we've talked about. Yeah. How a lot of times they look at like a big project or a big issue or whatever it is, and that scares the fuck out of them. Like looking at something huge. Yeah. But you have to like take a step back and be like, okay, it's massive. But what is the one step I need to take right now? What yeah. is that one small step and break a break the big goal or whatever it is into to smaller steps? Like when I started running the marathon, I wasn't looking at, Hey, I need to be able to run 26.2 miles tomorrow. Yeah. It's no tomorrow, four months from the actual day. I need to run 26 miles. I just need to run two miles. Yeah. And then the next day is maybe three miles. The next week, maybe I get up to five miles and it's slowly working towards that day by day rather than looking at the, the the bigger goal
0: yeah yeah i mean that's like you said it is cliche but it's real and like mm-hmm. this all comes back to my whole point of like i mean my biggest i consider myself one of the more disciplined people that i know i don't know actually i wouldn't even say i'm one of the more disciplined people i know i think i'm one of the more motivated people i know but i end i end up in funks a lot because I'm one of those people that's like I have to be so regimented all the time that when one little thing gets off skew, I'm like, my whole world is exploding.
1: I can't keep it. You touched on two words that I want to talk about for a second. Can discipline I, and motivation. Yeah. Discipline versus motivation. Two very I different think things. Motivation is stupid as fuck. It is. I think motivation is so dumb when people are like, I don't have the motivation to do that. I don't I I'm just not motivated. I don't I don't care. Just, it is all about discipline. If you can do what you need to do every single day, that is where you actually see the success. Motivation is uh, is temporary. Yeah. It, it can be in a moment, but you can't expect yourself to be motivated the next day or the next day or the next day. Again, being disciplined is very hard. It's Don't get me wrong. Like, I get being disciplined every single day is very hard. And one thing can throw you off. Like, it happens to me and it happens to a lot of people as well, like you touched on. But yeah, I think... People focus way too much on getting motivated and they wait for something to just inspire them to get motivated. And I yeah. think it's stop waiting and just start doing because starting to do something will actually get you motivated.
0: Yeah. It's like being addicted and loving the mundane. It's just like, I mean, that's like mm-hmm. every athlete that's elite. I was Actually, I think the book's supposed to be coming out pretty soon. I think he's done with it, but they're actually writing some dude. I don't want to, I'm actually going to look him up. But some guy is writing a book on Joe Burrow that's known him mm-hmm. since he was, like, I think, like, early in high school. Um, but I was reading some little blimp about it, and he was talking about how, like, the reason that Joe Burrow is who he is now is, like, growing up, they were like, I mean, he was he was good. He was a good athlete. Like, you can yeah. tell he was pretty gifted, but, like, every day he just, he was so obsessed with doing, like, really mundane shit. yeah. And, like, he was so obsessed with just getting, like you said, 1% better. Yeah. Which, I don't love Kobe Bryant. I'm sorry for the people that do. He's a rapist. But that guy was obsessed with just doing, like, 10 minutes more than everybody else. Yeah. Like, every day. Because his whole thought process was, like, if I do 10 minutes more every single day, by the end of the year, I'm whatever percent better than they are. Yeah. And, like, that's just, like, a weird, what's the, I have it on my thing. What's the Jocko Willing
1: quote that's up
0: there? He's the last one.
1: Don't expect to be moti- motivated every day to get out there. Wait, my I handwriting's ass. It sorry, is. it's good
0: though. It's like exactly what you were saying.
1: Uh, don't expect to be motivated every day.
0: Is it that bad? I can't, I can't read
1: this. Whatever. Word. It's
0: basically saying like you're not going to be motivated every day. Make you have happen, to. Yeah. You have to focus on
1: discipline. Well, that and then I think. It's all a cycle. Like I talked about earlier, uh, people wait for motivation to then take action. I think action turns into motivation. Like think of if you have to clean your room, like your whole room, whatever. If you can start by cleaning your desk, just your desk. If you can get yourself to, to do that one little area of your room, I bet that one little action will motivate you to be like, Oh shoot, that was easy. I can then go clean my closet. Oh, and then I can go clean my bathroom. But taking that action first made you motivated rather than getting motivated to do your entire room at once. Yeah.
0: That's, and I think there is like that weird brain thing of like us feeling the sense of accomplishment is really addicting. Yeah. And I think that's the whole idea of the cookie jar. It's mm-hmm. like once Goggins realized, Goggins realized like that was a thing that he could come back to, he's like, I need more cookies in my jar. Dude, he's like, just been stacking them cookies. Yeah, exactly. And now, like, anytime he needs to, like, find something, I guess it is kind of motivating in a way, but yeah, that's just, like, that's his little brain trick that he uses. Okay. In terms of that, too, I don't want to spend, like, too, too much time on this. Sure. But the other thing in terms of this is, like, and I think, so for me personally, I'm definitely extroverted. Yeah. In terms of, like, introvert, extrovert, most of what people, I think, say is, like, where do you get your energy from? Mm -hmm. Like, I think growing up, I was always really extroverted. And now, in the last, like, two or three years, I've been really good at, like, being alone and just, like, spending time with myself. Not necessarily, like, super preachy in, like, the sense of, like, being in my own, like, thoughts. But I think I'm very... I don't know if i'm flipping to an introvert but i am starting to notice that i get my energy being alone the older i've gotten versus like being out and about and with people is kind of it sucks the energy out of me but i mm-hmm. still feel like a sense of when i'm with people i'm more up and it doesn't yeah. like wake me up but anyways i wanted to ask you like just in terms of in terms of like discipline how important is it for you to like make sure that you get time to like just think for yourself and like be outside of like noise. I don't know. Take that with however you want.
1: Yeah. I I would say I definitely lean way more introverted. Yeah. You're definitely introverted. Yeah. I think, I think it all depends on situations, but I I think you always lean towards one way or the other and i am definitely introverted. Um, so for me, I would say, I mean, having alone time is, is very important, whether that's, In the mornings to work out or even like i mean i don't go out every single weekend no yeah i think uh i think it went back to like when i first uh, like went on on my own like when i went to college i think this is where like i figured out i was an introvert because i feel like 0 through 18 years old you You don't know anything you always have you don't know anything you always have people around you in some way family friends whatever when you go to college you get to decide how often you are with friends and family, yeah, or alone. Uh, my sophomore year, I decided to live alone, which is a wild move in college. Uh, I think I, I was originally supposed to to sign a lease with somebody, and then they ended up remembering that they signed a two year lease. Um, Who is that? Derek. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's Derek. Yeah, they lived in that place like three years. Yeah, they had that sick house, yeah. and uh, he forgot that he had signed a two year lease. So he's like, "Shoot, sorry, I can't." And it was getting way too late. Whatever. So I signed on a place myself. I'm like. Probably not a great idea. It's gonna be a one-year thing. Uh, and I will say the first like six months were tough living alone, um, which I, I wanna get your thoughts on living alone. Yeah, post-college, because I know you did it. Um, but after that six-month mark, I'm like, wait, this is actually really nice. Like I can decide when I wanna be around people and get energy from other people, or I can be alone whenever I want as well. And I think that's where I started to figure out I need time for myself to think to do things to just re-energize so that when i am around people i can give them all my energy uh that i have in that moment so yeah you are
0: literally so this is where i think we differ so much is when i lived alone it was much harder to be disciplined it was much harder to like Mm. at the end of a day i was just like oh my god i'm fucking going crazy okay zoom meetings were whatever like they helped a little bit but like Versus when I moved in with you and Derek, I was like, oh, this is nice. Like, I can I can kind of, like, get energy off of them. Yeah. But also, like, I don't know. It's a really weird balance of, like... I guess this is my follow-up question, too, is, like, when you're in a funk... So, let's say, like, you've been really good about been working out in the morning, mm-hmm. staying consistent. Maybe you're, like, not drinking a ton, which makes you feel better, yada, right. yada. And then one thing that I think throws me into a ton of funks is when I travel and I come back, how do you like reset? I, I don't know if there's like a specific thing. Or yeah. just like
1: get back into a routine. I don't know if there's a specific thing either. And I, it, this is, I feel like perfect timing because I've been traveling the past two weeks for, for work. work yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I fell off the past two weeks. Like it has thrown my whole schedule off. I'm a, I'm a very routine person. I've, I've hated the past two weeks because of it. Yeah. Um, I think it first starts with like giving yourself grace. Nobody's 100% perfect every single day. Yeah. And I think people get way too much into like, okay, if I'm going to start working out, I have to be consistent every single day. And if I miss a day, like my whole, it's, it's ruined and I'm just going to give you up. Just subtweet me, why don't you?
0: <laughs> that is literally me. No, but no. No, it's seriously me.
1: Yeah. And I think it happens to a ton of people. And I know I, I said earlier, like discipline is the most important thing. Um, and it is and trying to do everything every single day is is very important but you have to give yourself grace that like you're allowed to have a day or two or even a week that is just off but you have flexibly to flexibly disciplined flexibly disciplined that's a good way of putting it yeah. but you have to come back to like why you're doing it I think the why is the most important thing Yeah. and remind yourself that and then set a date or a time or whatever to restart and get back on schedule like I gave myself the weekend after traveling last week. I was like, hey, you don't have to work out this weekend. You're fine. Like, just allow yourself two days to relax, re-energize. Come Monday, though, that is the day you're getting back on schedule. And yeah. I've been back on schedule since Monday. Yeah. No, that's fair. And but it's I, like... Go ahead, sorry. No, I, we, we talked about this in the past. Um, I feel like this is
0: all discussion that we've absolutely had. I had so many times. But never in like a one sitting
1: setting no but what was the thing i felt like we had a goal and during covid and it was like an everyday thing you had to do it but you allow you could allow yourself two days of it was 100 missing. days of sweat oh that days was i didn't do it originally with you guys yeah it was 100 days of of just doing something that would like pretty much exercise <laughs> I,
0: basically it was like it was you were your own referee but it
1: was like get a sweat yeah in some way and you had to do it 100 days in a row but because 100 days is a a long time to just have something going every single day we allowed the rule of you're allowed to miss one day but you could not have two, two days, days two days in a row where you just miss two days broke your streak yeah two days broke your streak you had to reset yeah. but one day would not and i think that is where like it goes back to give yourself a little bit of grace yeah that you're not going to be perfect
0: yeah I mean, again, it's all apologies for people that don't care for this conversation, because I get it. <laughs> like I do get that it's very annoying. But yeah, it's one of those things that like like I said in the beginning, like this is why I've always loved living with you. Is like I mean the days that I can't get up in the morning is like motherfucker, like Max is Max has been on it lately. Like I gotta I gotta be better, like I gotta get on my shit. But And say like vice versa, like I
1: hear like if I'm in a funk and I hear you, I'm like,
0: damn. He's up. Yeah. I need to get up. Like, I guess, sure, I help because when I do get up, I get up earlier than you. But you're yeah. more consistent of getting up.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Because
0: I'm either five a.m. or I'm in bed until eight. It's one or the other. <laughs> like, it's it is literally one or the other.
1: Yeah, I'll hear your alarm go off at five, and then if I don't hear anything else after five, I'm like, oh, I won't see him. Until he eight. punted. Yeah, yeah. He just, he today, punted is, today. today is over. Yeah.
0: But that's like seriously, that is the one thing that I'm trying so hard this year to be better about is like. Now, here's the other fucking is I'm so goddamn injury prone, which <laughs> I got to stop saying that I'm injury prone because it's making it worse. Yeah. But I keep going through these little fucking things where I, I pull my groin or I fucking hurt my foot Poor or me. now my back hurts. Yeah. Which like I was just talking to Mackenzie about it. And she was like, just give yourself the week. Like, you, just yeah. be a piece of shit for this week. Like, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, just yeah, be a give piece yourself of
1: shit. some grace and like allow yourself to recover because one thing you do is you get in your head when you're injured, and you're like, fuck, I'm missing this, this, this. I need to like, I need to do something. Because you are, you. I've seen you get so much more disciplined over the past probably three or four years. Oh, you. I was a nightmare. Coming out of college, I mean, you're a totally different person than when you came yeah. out of college. Oh yeah. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, what you do though, especially when you get injured, and we're coming back to like exercise. You just try to get back into it way too quick, yeah, and then you injure yourself again. And I'm like, yes. "Dude, give yourself the time to just recover and just own that you're gonna be off for a couple of weeks, and it is what it is." But that it's worth it in the end because you won't be you won't become injured again. Literally,
0: Mackenzie said this exact
1: thing today. So yeah, there we go. That's fair. Shout out
0: Mackenzie. She doesn't listen to this podcast, <laughs> which is wild. I made we we drove up to. We literally, we're sitting there on Sunday. We watched, I think we watched the new episode, or we hadn't done this yet, but we were planning on watching the new episode of Last of Us, mm-hmm. me, Mackenzie, and Taylor, her roommate, and uh some, I think it was Taylor was like, do you guys want to go get Penn Station? Penn Station's in Evanston, so it's like 20 minutes away, but we were oh. like, fuck it, let's do it. And I got in the car, and I was like, what do you guys want to listen to? I hear that this guy has a cool podcast that comes out on Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> so we threw on the new one, and it was funny, but... I was like, yeah, because you know Mackenzie doesn't listen, so it's
1: fine. I <laughs> am sorry, Ken, you're getting fucking blasted right now. But um, uh, before we go on to the next one, we we're talking a lot about exercise. How do you keep your motive yourself motivated out at, at work? Because yeah, see, this is because you you had a a shitty job coming out, not a shitty job. It was like it paid well, but shitty job. Net, mental health wise, as would like to put it,
0: mental warfare.
1: Yeah, it was we mental to warfare until that we first year and a half, two years coming out of college. Now you're in a, a spot where uh, you're at a place where we, that did really well kind of during COVID. Yeah. You got so lucky changing jobs coming
0: out of COVID. I mean, my timing, I've said this a million times.
1: Could not have been better. Unbelievable. February 2020, got a new job at a place that- God made, has been on my side. Literally was the go-to thing during COVID, e yeah. Sig. Now granted. E-signature, not.
0: <laughs> e Sigs. e Sigs, yeah. That's what I've been slinging. I mean, basically. No, this is actually a good point. I was just talking to my dad about this. Why were we? Why did I talk to him about this? But I was talking about exercise and how I made the comment to him. I was like, you know, I actually do appreciate, like I never thought about it until recently. But growing up, my parents were always, they were always like, they just had to go to the gym. At some point during the day, they were like, I just have to go to the gym. And I never really understood it until recently, like in the last two or three years where I'm like, dude, I just can't operate unless I like do something during the day like I can't fall asleep asleep. I don't like I can't sleep well because I have to get up and then even like I was telling my dad this too because he's been I mean he's like he's had both knees replaced and like just all sorts of shit going on but I was even saying to him I was like do you sleep better when you work out early in the morning or like after work and he was like well my schedule is a little different but I will say he gets off at like 3.30 and he's like, if I go straight to the gym, I'll sleep okay. But if I go home, eat dinner with your mom and then go to the gym and come home and go to bed, nah, it's terrible. Same. And I'm like, yeah, I'm the same way. But I'm just – the problem is I'm not naturally a morning person. That's a side point. The whole point is like I'm motivated to exercise because I know the benefits of it. Like I mm. feel the benefits of it so quickly Yeah. versus like professionally. I mean, this comes back to, like, what I was talking about is it's so mundane and it's so, yeah. like, this is all so dumb. Like, I don't feel a purpose in, like, what I'm doing. And then on the, on the flip side of it is, like, sales is so delayed gratification Yeah. that, like, you could have a really good week of, like, not to get too into it, but, like, a really good week of prospecting. You're not going to even feel that until, like, maybe a month. Yeah. Depending on what you're doing, per se. But that's kind of like the problem I'm in now is it's just like this vicious cycle of like, and then sometimes in the job that I have right now, shit just falls from the sky. And you're like, do I even feel like, am I good at this or am I just fucking lucky? (laughs) And then you start talking to all your coworkers and you're like, bro, we're all just, this is stupid. Yeah. What the fuck are we even doing? Yeah. Like I keep telling people though at work. Like, everybody that closes, like, a big deal, I'm like, they. everyone does this where we're like, yeah, dude, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. And I always tell people, which I don't even know that I believe this, is I'm like, honestly, this job is lucky, but you have to execute on that luck. Like, you do still have to close the deal. Like, it's yeah. going to come out of nowhere probably, but you still have to make sure that it happens. Which I keep trying to tell myself that, but it's like, yeah, it is what it is. Anyways, sorry for everybody. That was, well, I think, I think some people like it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think on the last couple of notes, for yeah. the work thing we've talked about this, obviously I think you are, I feel like we could have a whole other episode on this. Maybe we note this down. Like you're figuring out like what you want to do long.
0: This is the quarter life crisis.
1: Yeah. You're thing. kind of going through the quarter life crisis and yeah. trying to Try figure it. out like, where do you feel like you're actually, you could actually provide value and enjoy the work you're doing. I think I got a little lucky with my job that I, I do love it. With the industry the work the day to yeah. day. But not every, I think a lot of people are kind of in your position of like, what the hell am I doing? Especially in like your 20s. You're oh like, oh my God. Coming out of college and you think you wanted to do this one thing. So you went to college for it and then you started doing it. And uh, now you're realizing that, that is not what I wanted to do. And yeah. now I'm stuck. Where do I go? Like Lauren went through it when she was in, in tax and yeah. you're going through it. That shit's like, boring. Yeah. But, dude,
0: I think like they need to do a better job. I don't know how to spin this to kids because you want them to have like, you want them to have be big dreams. Yeah. But they need to do a better job of like explaining to kids, like, listen, you're in business school. Yeah. And you want to go into X, Y, and Z. Your first 10 years are going to be fucking boring and you're going to be a cog in the wheel.
1: You got to put your time
0: in, but just be disciplined and like build relationships. And eventually like, you got to bank on some shit falling your way. But if you are like good at what you do and people like you shit will fall your way. Yeah. But it's more so of like, I, they never tell us that. No. Like when I was studying operations, it was like everything that we studied and like understood was like, what a fucking 500 employee, like operations manager who ran the whole building would do. It was never like the guy who sat in the back and like fucking punch numbers into an Excel doc. Yeah. A lot of fucking people that graduated with my degree. Are still doing that at like twenty five? Yeah, which is just like, why did they never fucking tell us this?
1: Yeah, you have to put in your time. I you mean, you just have it's, to uh, any in any industry, anywhere. Like the medical field. Going back to, to oh. Emily, she's probably putting in her time right now, and and this, spending an ass load of money. Yeah. <laughs> That's the crazy part. <laughs> Props to you, Emily. Yeah, uh, but business world, same thing. Like law, you know, the law industry. Oh, oh my god! There's, god. So, I mean, every industry, you have to put in your time. Coming out of college, coming out of whatever schooling, maybe you didn't even go to school, but you still have to put in time to get to the point where like once you reach like 30, hopefully you're at that point where you're, you're now doing the things that like you thought you were going to do. Yeah. You can't expect to be doing exactly what you want to do the first five to ten years coming out of college. No. That's so and true. If, if you are, good for you and hold on because like that is – Yeah. Or you are in a minority. startup and you're not making any money yeah. and
0: your life is – yeah. Your life is hectic. I'm not gonna say it's hard. It's hectic. Yeah. But regardless. Let's we'll gross? do we'll set that up for the future episode. I wanna have, you know who I wanna have on next week is Price. I hope Price is in it. I kinda wanna yeah. ask him. He's got good perspective and so for people listening, Price is our buddy that's about to graduate law school. Which we have a couple, Chris too. Yeah. Um But I just wanna get like Price's perspective because I think he's about to go into something that's pretty aggressive. I think he wants to go into M A, but I don't quote me on that. Um, but I want to ask him like a little bit about just like his internships and just like what he's expecting yeah. right out of school. Anyways. One
1: last question. Yeah. Uh, because I want your last thoughts question. uh I I don't know if we're going into the yeah. but No, it's uh, Before, do you believe in goals? The idea of goals. Oh, this is interesting. Setting goals. I've read a lot numbers. of stuff recently
0: that it's kind of a hoax. Not that it's a hoax, but it's, like, it's a bad it's, – it's not a great thing, to, like, mentally. Mm-hmm. I think there's – it's such a catch-22. I haven't yeah. – I've done goals every year.
1: I don't think about them as much as people say you should. Yeah, I, because I feel like I've been reading a lot lately that, like, goals are not great. But I think what, I, what I've read is, like, you define yourself based off your goals. Like, say, a marathon – once you run the marathon, like what's after? And people get into a pit of despair. We've talked about oh this. Oh my God. After the triathlon or after the marathon, like I didn't know what to do with myself for like a good two or three months. And it, did didn't you have it after the marathon this Oh, path? for sure. For sure. I didn't have it after the triathlon this year, surprisingly. Probably because it was so tough. You're like, yeah, okay, I need break, suck And I got hurt. Yeah, but, Yeah. But I think after you reach a goal, it's like, what am I doing with my life? I think that's where you have to, in my head, I think the, what you should set is, like, a large goal. Like, for me, it's taking advantage of, like, my health while I still have it. Like, that is the overall goal. And the smaller goals under it are the actual activities that, like, most people would look at goals, like running a marathon, doing a half Ironman, whatever it may be. Those are are small little achievements to the overall goal of, like, shit, I am taking advantage of my health while I still have it. So you have, like, it's almost like a value, like yeah. a life value. And then you have smart goals underneath them. Kind of, yeah, exactly. And those I just look at as like collecting coins or achievements yeah. along the way. That was the thing that
0: always bugged me to your point about like, I think we talked a lot about this in college was like smart goals. Like they got to be specific. They have to be measurable. I don't know what the other part of the acronym is, but like that was the one thing that like whenever I've written them out, it's like it's always really specific and like at what time frame am like, yeah. I going to hit this? But... Because of college and because of the way schooling is set up, is like you were always so like you achieved your degree, yeah. you're done, on to the next thing. In our life now, it's like you achieve the thing, keep fucking doing it. Yeah. Like maybe you get promoted or something like that, but that's all kind of like just out there versus like when you talk about like running a marathon, that is really specific. Yeah. And then you don't have another person telling
1: you after you run the marathon that you have to do anything else. Yeah. It's just you. Yeah, I don't that's know. where I think you, you do have to have those like larger life values. Like, yeah. Again, with mine, we have one for exercise. For professional, it's like I want to continue to like learn and grow professionally. Yeah. And again, I have small achievements. Like my next achievement is trying to get to senior consultant and becoming yeah. a manager, um, making an X, Y, Z amount of money. And then I have one for like per- personal life, whatever. I think that's where people get caught up. They don't think about the much larger picture of life. Yeah. And they're just focused on those like small little like yeah and then people get caught in like the i want to retire by 58
0: and it's like dude that is just like there's so much shit that you can't control with that like yes focus on what you can control exactly exactly <laughs> okay let's be done with that cause yeah there's gonna be about 50 percent of people are like fuck you guys that episode sucked <laughs> and then the other 50 will be like yeah this is kind of interesting Hopefully there's like
1: 1% that we just really motivated. Yeah. And they're like, holy shit. Yeah. Thanks, guys.
0: I like the perspective too of like, I'm always in the struggle bus, so if you ever have questions about like just going through not, I shouldn't say struggle bus, but just going through funks, I feel like I'm always in a funk. And if I'm not, then yeah. I'm annoying about it. <laughs> but for the more entertaining part of it. So, shout out to my buddy Charlie Zembeti. Um, He's a Former vet guy, which I'll tell that story at some point. Um, <clears throat> he gave us this one today, which also, I don't... Your answer is wheels, right?
1: Oh, it's for sure wheels. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah. i was just make sure. So his unanswerable question that he sent me, and I'll read off his answer too, was if you had to make the USA Olympic team, which event do you think you would have the best chance of making the team? For context... It can be winter or summer games and you get four years to train. Training is your job and paid for. So financials and where you live doesn't factor in like you're taken care of. You don't need to meddle. You just have to make the USA team. So that's like a really specific caveat. Yeah. His answer, I have mine. I need to like, I need a little bit of a better argument, but his answer is, I have to eliminate any event where it requires strength, speed, or athleticism. So shout out Charlie. He's a tall, lanky, goofy dude. <laughs> I love you, Chuck, but you know it. Um, because I'll never beat any other insane athletes in those categories, which is just like... I think, uh, Chuck, to your point, this the one you answered definitely has some of these qualities. Anyways, also need to eliminate anything basically... Any Anything skill-based like archery, shooting, skateboarding, skiing, bobsledding, etc. So what skills? I well, Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not catching anybody that's been training years to do that and are naturally gifted. So my answer is cross-country skiing. While I'm sure there is some technique and things to learn, I think that needs to be reiterated. There probably is a lot more technique that we don't know. That's an event that's all about conditioning, training, and effort. Also, the Scandinavians dominate that sport and US isn't very good. So I think that's an easier team to make compared to others. He has like some other, he sent me, let's see if I can find it. But he like he listed off all of the the time, like the recent like medals. Okay. If anybody argues that, 38th, 42nd, 48th, 66th is where the USA team members finished in the 2022 race out of 97 people. Oh, yeah. So we're not very good at it. Which I don't really know much about cross-country skiing, but from what I know, he is right in the sense of like, as long as you know how to ski, it's just fucking effort and conditioning. But I don't know.
1: I think he has the right mindset that you can't do anything. You can't choose a sport that there is a large population who's already playing the sport. For think sure. of like soccer. Think of swimming. Think of... Uh, Whatever, like a the other, sport that is, is already yeah. super popular globally, pick one that there's a much smaller population of people who do it so you could potentially catch up to those people.
0: And like soccer is one of those that if you didn't start playing soccer when you were younger, you're so far behind
1: everybody else. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Like I don't know much about cross country skiing, but like people pick up skiing pretty quick. This is my whole argument with like, this is kind of a side point, but like, I like tennis and this is like the pickleball craze is kind of crazy right now. Yeah. I like tennis because if you're like generally athletic, you can like, you can have fun playing tennis Yeah, versus like golf. Talked a lot about golf on this podcast. It's fucking hard. You need someone to like teach you how to golf. It's not like an easy thing to just like pick up and
1: go. Going back to like soccer. Yeah. I played soccer. Actually, no. Taking a step back, think of like bigger team sports. Soccer. There's eleven people on the field, and I think they probably carry another eight to eleven okay. on the bench. Let's just say, yeah. So that's you have a chance of twenty, say 20, 20 spots. Mm. Would you should you would you choose a sport where it's a bigger team that goes because of the opportunity or chance to go there or this to is, get in it or yeah. or Going back to our original thinking of picking a sport that just doesn't have as many people who are already playing. That's what I'm looking up right now how many people are in a cross country.
0: So they have the cross country A, B, and D team. And it looks like the A team has seven people on it. So
1: that's a problem. Yeah, again, the the chance of getting into that. Yeah. Getting onto that team, it's it's much lower because of Yeah. I think there's a lot of factors that go into this. So do you have an answer? I have my answer. My answer has
0: always been, and I kind of stole this from part of my take. Actually, I definitely did. But I thought this before part of my take brought it up, was handball. Because (laughs) (laughs) handball is such a simple game. It's soccer, but you can use your fucking hands. And it's basketball, but you don't have to dribble. And it's a goal. It's not a fucking rim. So, like, my thing is, is if you're generally athletic, you understand the rules, and you get, like, pretty strong. I think it's kind of physical. Okay. You get pretty strong. It's like, dude, I don't know. It doesn't seem that fucking hard.
1: I can see you being a handball. Handball but
0: boy. The part of my take guys always talk about, like, I think their argument is, like, any NBA player in the, in the U.S. could win a, a medal at handball. Yeah. And the other thing with handball is like I don't think a lot of people in the US play it. I don't think we're that good at it, but I could be wrong. I don't think we've ever like won anything from what I know. Okay. Now granted these dudes are probably fucking 6'8", like I'm 5'10", so yeah. yeah. That's a problem. <laughs> but anyways, that's my answer, but I'm sure people can
1: I'm just like looking through. Uh yeah, I'm so I I have the olympic lists up as well. If you just go to Olympics, olympics.com, there's a list of literally all the sports, yeah, summer and winter sports, trying to decide like which ones I could actually potentially get good at in 4 years. I'm going to name just a few. I I don't know what I'm landing on yet, but badminton. I think badminton's really hard. You think? Yeah. Dude, i played I played badminton a little bit in like gym
0: class okay. growing up. It's pretty hard. What about curling? It's curling... Curling's the one... Yeah. Curling's
1: where you curling slide, Curling could though. be a really
0: good answer. Yeah. That seems like it's just, like, technique that you could pick up on pretty quick.
1: I feel like, yeah, maybe that. What was the
0: other one? I Was thinking Also, football? Is that one? Oh, it's soccer. The one I was going to say for you <laughs> is futsal. Because futsal is just, like, a really... It's a simpler version of soccer, right? It's like you play, play
1: on a... Almost like a basketball court. But those... Those people are so technically... Okay. Like, you should, after this episode, just Google futsal players. Yeah. they wild, what they can do with their feet and okay. the ball. Interesting. Um, what it's about the... short track speed skating? Like, you just have to be good at skating. Like rollerblading? No, or or it's it... like ice skating. See,
0: fucking ice skating is so hard, dude. The other one... Oh, this is the one I was thinking of. Is it still a fucking luge luge yeah luge is so easy you just
1: sit you just sit it's the the effort the skill comes up front of like pushing as hard as you can and then that's it right in. they just yeah. you
0: just you have, have to jump be, in you gotta be
1: heavy too right
0: probably oh, you yeah. make yourself go
1: faster yeah so i just gotta eat all the fucking time okay luge. that has to be the answer it's gotta be luge like, that's easy to 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 pick up
0: yeah i mean triathlon is on here Yeah, but those guys are just fucking freaks. We've done some like, like watching those videos of people that are like professional triathletes are insane, insane, and the preparation that goes into it too is crazy. Um, I think speed skating, like speed skating, is not a bad one. I'm looking at it right now, just like what's a modern pentathlon? Is pent five?
1: Yeah. What the hell are all the sports? Uh, a modern pentathlon is a is pistol shooting, fencing, swimming, horse riding, and running. Dude, that's I actually want to watch that. What? Wait, you fence against someone? Yeah, you fence, you shoot, you swim, you horse ride, and you run. That's a wild combination of sports, right Dude, there.
0: Dude, honestly, that might be like a decent one. To where, like,
1: who's doing that? Who's doing all five? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, doing all five well. Yeah. I mean, I'm more so thinking of this question from like, if I'm a parent and I really want my kid to like go to the Olympics, what sport do I want them to like? I mean, Charlie's idea was like, you get four years. I'm more thinking of it now of like, what can I make my kid learn how to do that? People are like, why is your kid doing that? I'm like, he's going to be a fucking Olympic athlete. That's why. <laughs> Because no one else does this. (laughs) He's going to get a gold medal. Yeah. That's wild. That would be one that would be kind of crazy. I don't know. I actually do want to hear people's answers to this. As I say, read
1: off uh, the question one more time for our listeners.
0: So, if you had to make the U.S. Olympic team, which event do you think you have the best chance of making the team? For context, it can be the winter or summer games. You get four years to train. Training is your job and is paid for, so financials and where you live doesn't factor in. You don't need to meddle. You just have to make the United States team. I mean, if we have listeners elsewhere, too. Sure, I think that one guy in Mexico might still be listening. Yeah, yeah we
1: probably. have one Mexican
0: listener. But yeah, I'm curious. Send me send me your answers to that. You said the yeah the double, thing on Spotify uh, yeah. On? If
1: you don't see it on Spotify, uh, I think they might be changing their system. I don't I don't really know. Um, text either myself or or Ralph yeah and uh, we'll read off some answers next week try to give us some background on like why you chose that score yeah obviously don't just (laughs) but I think I think Luge is up there Luge is definitely up there
0: I think Luge and handball I'm definitely overestimating how athletic I am (laughs) I'm not that (laughs) athletic I'm very general just white dude I think you're like I played basketball it doesn't mean I'm athletic yeah doesn't mean I was good yeah (laughs) anyways um again help us keep pushing the pod tell people tell your friends um it's up every thursday at 7 a.m eastern 6 a.m central and i'll keep posting about it um but thanks for listening see us
1: next week peace
0: Do you feel like people are going like to? I'm sure we'll get people that are like, Really, bro? And then, what are you other, preaching? Other people are oh, appreciate it. I mean, everybody likes to be a little bit motivated.